And we're back once again. The podcast is live on the air. Unbelievably, after the end of the world, we're still rolling through this. The world's ended, and a podcast that's only been on two episodes Uh is still swinging. The world has tried to end us, but no one has been successful yet. James, it's... It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you, too. Seabass surprised everyone. He came in the other day. Um, he had told me before, but most people didn't know. Nathan was screeching. I've been uh, social distancing with the rest right. of my family. Right. But I came back to get some of my stuff. Right. Say goodbye. Yeah. It's been a while since we've been able to uh, sit very close in our room. Right. To the point of almost kissing. Yes. Yeah. See, they say six feet, but in reality, we're barely six <laughs> inches apart. <laughs> what are you even up to? I mean, so you've been social distancing, to be honest. I don't know. This might be, like, used against me in court in the future, but we have been at Walmart. We've been out in the town every single day of the week. Every single day since this began, we've been out um, literally to Walmart, like, every day. It's just boring. You know you can buy more than one day's worth of groceries, right? Yeah, but what's the fun in that? How do you go to Walmart every day if you buy all your stuff once? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just boring. There's nothing to do, so we end up just, like, taking a drive somewhere, and usually it ends up at Walmart. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, unintentionally. I heard there's some big life news. Is there? For both of us. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, the big life news is that I'm going to, we're graduating. We're graduating. Both of us are Here graduating. We, are. we click that golden submit button. It's over. It's over. Unbelievably, yeah. I didn't even, so like all these people out here, they're like posting the picture of themselves. I'm just somehow my last, my last assignment. I didn't even sign, like do the last assignment. It's like a hundred points. Just see you later. Just see you later. See We're you graduating. Later. I'm what graduating. Do do? I don't need to do that. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's future look like for you? That's what I was going to talk about. For me, I'm staying in the um, I probably shouldn't say that, so we're going to bleep that out. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to start working at a place I worked at as an intern over the last couple, um, the last summer. What do you think future is going to look like for you? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm working doing some freelance editing right now. Yeah. You can find that at SebastianRay.com. <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking for some some work for doing film stuff. Um, yeah, since I finished school and been isolating, it's been gardening, okay. um, playing video games, yeah. going on walks every now and then. Okay. So it's pretty chill. Animal Crossing, I've yeah. uh, been doing a lot of that. Went back to the bare along. bones of humanity. It really know? is, man. Gardening, getting back into the earth. That's you right. Know, primal giving instincts. Yeah, giving back to Mother Earth. It's mm. pretty good. See, the funny thing is, the story I have today, yeah. that's actually going to relate into it. Well, you know Remember... What? Giving back to Mother Earth. Well, let's talk about farming for a minute. Okay. Because that actually leads into our, our, our first little story. Here. Okay, I'm excited. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it's not so much of a story as something that it's just like, I wanted to tell you this, and it's pretty funny. Okay, and we're just going to record it. <laughs> yeah, I, just record me telling you. Okay, I'm very excited. Isn't that what a podcast is? <laughs> You're not wrong. So, it's our third episode, and I'm already okay. coming at you with a callback. Okay. I already have a reference to an earlier episode for you. Oh, God, if I remember. So, (laughs) as I said, Uh uh, my social distancing time has been a lot of video games. Right. Oh, no. I've been playing some video games. (laughs) Is it Risen? I decided to look into (laughs) one of our old old games. I am Jesus Christ. I'm very excited. I just wanted to see what they were up. Right, yeah. Uh, Sadly, I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way. It's still not released. They still don't have a proper release right but our friends at 
Simulim and Playway. They're up to a new game. They've got a already? new game they on fin- already. They haven't finished I Am Jesus Christ. We moved on. He's not even risen. <laughs> they've started their new game. What's your best guess? Give me your best I guess. I mean, again, the callback would be I Am Judas Iscariot. <laughs> but they just moved on. That's not as action-packed I Am Jesus Christ. Noah's Ark. What? Video game. Oh my god. It, okay, so like the first image Seabest showed me, it's like instantly, I think it's like a Sim City kind so, of thing where like you show, he showed me like all the rooms and stuff. Let me just, here's the description. Welcome to Noah's Ark, a realistic simulator, again, realistic. Oh, of course. Uh, inspired by stories from Genesis of the Bible. Now it's time to build, no, now it's time to be like Noah and build a famous vessel. Save, and then it says in parentheses, hunt. Animals <laughs> and survive during the biggest flood ever. Are you ready for this challenge? So just a few things to pull out. Realistic. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I'm not really sure how you make a realistic game based yeah. on a worldwide flood. Because none <laughs> of us were there for that. Two. Uh, it says build famous vessel. Build famous vessel. Build famous vessel. I love that. That's like oh man, that's like so um party city like bad <laughs> Halloween costume. Yeah. You know what spooky. I mean? Yeah. No, it's like one of those things where it's like. Green Turtle Ninja. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. that for, you know, I don't know. Build Famous Vessel. Build Famous Vessel. And then also, the, like, key component of this game is that it's a hunting game. Like, they see this later in the description. Um, they say, where is it? You need to save them uh, and bring them to the ship instead of killing them. <laughs> what? Set off a search variety of animals in this hunting, parentheses, saving Simulation. I love that. I so love they're, that. They're trying to sell it like it's a yeah. hunting game, yeah, yeah. but the big catch is you don't kill them. I mean, okay, I'm going to put it out there. Step aside, Cabela's. Yeah. For real. Because, like, think about it. What you do, shoot a bear in Cabela's video games? This You're going to have, like, a 95-year-old man, like, giving an arm bar to, like, a Kodiak grizzly bear, <laughs> and, like, this man's going to save the animals. He can't. He won't even shoot them. He'll hand-to-hand combat I an elephant. That's what it is like. <laughs> Oh, did they have it? They took the bare bones of okay. the last game, uh-huh. and they kept it together. Oh, no, so does he just raise his hand? So your hands are out in front of you the whole time, and you just click on things. So, like, oh, he cl- you gosh. click on this little horse, and it, like, throws a net. And then now you have the horse. <laughs> does it throw a net? And, like, when you build the uh, ark, uh-huh. you, like, click on a tree, and then it's, like, chopped down. And then you, like, click on the boat, and it, like, places it on the boat. So I'm looking at the images, and I will put money on... Well, obviously, it's just ripped straight from I Am Jesus Christ. But I feel like it's almost even, like, directly ported, because it's a net. So probably in I Am Jesus Christ, you're going to, like, fish. You're like... Oh and it's probably God. just That's literally... That's in the trailer. You're right. It's probably just grabbed straight from that. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. It's... Wow. <laughs> it is a direct, like, ripoff. They just rip took off. over their leftover assets, and we're like, what else could you click on and make it the Bible? Is it going to be like a trilogy series? Is it going to be like the? Is it going to be like the Trinity? Is that what they're trying to do? Like a three-part series to their games? Oh my goodness! Because they only have the first one out. Another another challenge too is survive the storm, where it says uh, the biggest flood ever in the world. Survive at your ship for oh, 150 days, or entire worlds of people and animals will be lost. Well, wait, 150 days? That's not biblically accurate for one. <laughs> But for two, that it, I don't. What is the survival challenge? Like just stay on the boat. I guess so. <laughs> just don't jump off the boat. I mean, it's like 
are you farming on the boat too? I don't understand. Like, where do you get your food? I guess it's, is it like you have to eat and drink and stuff? I don't know. We're going to see. So, sadly, this yeah. game also doesn't have a release date. Oh, okay. <laughs> when this game and I Am Jesus Christ come out, that's when we start our Twitch stream. That really will be. That'd be so much fun. I don't, I think it's like five hours of gameplay. Probably. How nice is that, though? What, no that they have? the video game. It looks interesting. Like, honestly, I think we said this with I Am Jesus Christ. The graphics aren't the worst. No, I mean, they're like... PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 graphics. Yeah. So, I mean, like, for the type of graphics it should have... I'll say the best Christian video game that's ever existed. Oh, yeah. The Bible game for PS2. I don't... See, I knew of one that was on NES. What is that one about? The one you're talking about. It was like like a game show. Okay. And there was, like, challenges and trivia. Uh It was I don't know. It was super fun. There was one that was, like, almost like a Doom port. Where what? It, yes, yes. So there's a few. One of them, oh, I'm trying to remember. One of them, it's like NES. One of them, you're playing as Noah, and you have, like, a slingshot. And you're, like, blasting, like, sheep and stuff with it. And wow. It's like a port straight from Doom. Or, like, Wolfenstein. That seems a little bit better than the new Playway, Noah's Ark. You can find it on Steam. <laughs> you're looking well, you, for we haven't hunted yet. We haven't hunted. Or saved. saved. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so a fantastic game. Maybe one of our sponsors in the future. We'll find out. We'll you never know. Um, but anyway, I'll say you've been you you texted me twice. Yeah. This oh week yeah. About how good, how excited you are for this story, and I'm I feel like I'm properly primed for whatever this story is going to be. I am hoping I can do justice to this story because there are. It's a scary story, a horror story as usual. Scary. I oh, I do it. So it's history too. It's history. it's history. It's horror, and it's there's so many levels to it. That's the thing. It's we could go anywhere with this. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. So, Cebes, let me ask you. Okay. There's one question in this world that can answer the things I'm asking about this story that involves murder, satanic blood rites, espionage, and the Nazi war machine. One question. If you can answer that for me, you'll solve all of these things. That question is, who put Bella in the witch elm? It's a classic story. Yeah. <laughs> you just said so many things. Yeah. No, that I'm telling you, there's so many levels to this story. Okay. We're probably going to like go through this a million times. It's going to be a second. All anyway. Right. Oh, God. I need to, I need yeah. to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to focus. Last Sorry. time you told me a scary story, every two seconds I was like, wait, what? Oh, dude, this I one. I don't know what you're saying. This one, the I'm telling you, there's so many layers to this. Okay, anyway, let's just get it on. On April 18th, 1943, four local boys were poaching in Hagley Wood, part of the Hagley Estate in Worcester, England, near the Witchberry Hill, um, when they came across a large witch elm. I have pictures and everything, so I'm going to show you them as well. I'll, I'll show you in a minute. Towards the end, there's um, a picture of it, and you'll see. Anyway, when they got near the witch elm, one of the boys, um, Bob Farmer, he attempted that's to... Great it's name. good. It is, is Bob the Farmer. That's like the most <laughs> NPC name. <laughs> a small child during World War II. Bob the Farmer. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> James, if you couldn't find his name, you didn't have to... I didn't have to make it up. <laughs> it was the best I could do. <laughs> Um, anyway, so they were poaching, right? They were looking for, like, eggs and stuff from, like, birds. Anyway, he climbs up onto the witch elm and is, like, looking for a nest. Oh, it's a kind of tree. 
Yes, yeah, oh. it's an elm. It's an elm tree, but it's a very unique looking okay. thing. Um, anyway, he climbs up onto it, and he's like looking inside, and he thinks he sees like an egg, and he like grabs, like goes down to grab at it, and he like pulls it out, and it's a human skull. Really? Yeah, it's a human skull. It's crazy. So, oh man, I'm going to show you How the. How old is this kid? Uh, I think he was probably like ten, oh, somewhere around God. ten, because they were children. He was the youngest one. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll show you the picture of it in just a second. I'll finish this little part though. So, as because they were on the land illegally, um, they just put the skull back, and the four boys returned, and they like discussed amongst themselves, like, "Oh, we are not going to mention this to our parents because." We'll get in a lot of trouble with the police. Or our parents will. Mind you, this is during World War II. So the reason they're poaching is there's, like, no food. Yeah. You know, like, this is the Nazi war machines bombing England left, right, and center. Um, they return home, and the youngest, oh, no, the youngest boy, Thomas Willits, okay. he was, like, terrified because he just saw a corpse, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I have to tell my parents. He tells his parents. So, anyway, the parents report to the police. But first, I'm going to show you the picture. This is the skull that he pulled out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can see it's got, like, some of the, like, moss and stuff still attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of pictures online. You can look them up. Um, there's, like, a whole many websites dedicated to it, but there's one specifically I used. Anyway, when the police arrived, uh, they checked the trunk of the tree, and they found that an almost complete skeleton. So, like, the boys just put that the skull in and pull out the rest of it. But this uh, skeleton had a shoe. A gold wedding ring um, and some fragments of clothing around it still left. So you so. got a fresh fit, some new <laughs> kicks, and some jewelry. <laughs> but you die in a tree before you're able to show anybody. <laughs> then it drips too hard. Um, so one of the things was the skull was valuable and important evidence because it had some tufts of hair and clear dental patterns, like um, unique dentistry to it okay. that like they thought that they could use to like track the person down. Um, and after further investigation of the area, the remains of a hand were found some distance from the tree. That hand is going to be very important. That was just so like, it's a, not related to that skeleton. It is. Okay. It was a disembodied, it was like disembodied. Okay. I don't know if that's the right word, but it was detached from the skeleton, gotcha. uh, a distance away. Oh, here, this is a picture of, um, the woman with like all the stuff that they assume that she had. So you'll see like, they thought she was about 35, um, and they show off like what the, uh, they assumed that she was wearing based on the clothing. Okay. The thing was, is all the tags were cut out of it, like what she was wearing. Okay. So like there was no way to track it that way. Gotcha. But, tags um, can be issue. Yeah, it could be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it might not have been that. It might have just been like she was around on the town, didn't want nothing itching her. Yeah. Never know. Or, she, or someone murdered her. Maybe. Either one. Anyway. After being sent for a forensic examination, Professor James Webster, he established that the victim was female, um, 35 years old, like I said, and had been at least dead for 18 months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Placing the time of death around October of 1941. A year and a half. Basically, wow. yeah. At least, yeah. No physical violence when he, like, was looking into, like, the remains. He said no physical violence was, like, present, so he determined that it wasn't like someone beat her to death or yeah. whatever the what came to be the conclusion at least like in 1940s like forensics yeah. was that By she yeah of course during the war yeah. yeah um it was asphyxiation that's what they believed killed her because one of the interesting things is i didn't know what this was but it was a large piece of uh, taffeta i don't know if that's the right word but it's taffeta 
was uh, stuffed in the skull's jaw. So it was like she was gagged with a part of her own clothing. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah, so they assume that she just suffocated from that, but we'll get into possible deaths and reasons for those in a minute. Um, so also with, like, the measurement, he measured out the tree, and he determined that it was, like, she had to still be, like, freshly killed when she was put in there because, like, due to um, rigor mortis setting in, they would have never been able to fit her in the tree. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because, like, the way the, like, branches wrapped around her, she wasn't too rigid to get through. And there wasn't, like, she wasn't ripped up. Like, her body was relatively fine. Um, so the police cross-referenced the details with reports of missing people, um, and none of them seemed to match. And they also used, like, they called on, like, local dentists, and they're like, this is obviously good work that was done. Do you have any clue who could have or would have done this? Um, and they didn't know anyone that, who have done like that type of work for her mouth. So there was really no leads. So I said 1941 was when she was murdered or believed to have been. 1944 rolls around okay. and graffiti starts like becoming present around the town. Two years since they've discovered the body. Uh, yes. Yeah. Probably about two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the messages were, who put Lou Bella down the witch elm? Hagley Wood Bella. Who put Bella down the witch elm? Signed Hagley Wood. And these messages, like, those are all separate. And they, they were signed by? One of them was signed, like, Hagley Wood, which is where she was found. Okay. Um, And they arrived, They appeared all over various towns that wow. we'll get into. Yeah. It, it was just, like, the police didn't have any leads, and people were, I guess, somebody... The interesting thing here, we'll get into this. The interesting thing is that it took like place in different locations, but it was attributed to the same person because it had identical handwriting. And due to the fact that both like of their spellings, which is spelled W-I-C-H for witch elm, it's not like um, a witch as in like Halloween yeah. witch. Yeah, so it's like for education at that time, it's like special that someone would realize how to spell it right. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so Hagley Wood, Lou Bella, um, was opposite Rose and Crown Hasbury, was another quote. And that was found in nearby towns of Wolverhampton and Hales uh, Owen. And the handwriting matched exactly. Okay. This is, like, a couple months Lou later. Lou Bella is a place? Lou Bella is, like, the name. Like, Lou Bella, like her oh, okay. name. That's what they oh, assumed okay. was, like, Bella or Lou Bella. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and here you go. Here's a picture of like one of the. This is like a monolithic. Um, That's pretty. Yeah, cool. it's like a monolithic is like that statue. Still there today? This so this is like this big thing has been like there since like before the war, but people were like spray paint, painting graffiti, yeah. and yeah, I think this is there still. Wow. Yeah. So that's in Hagley Wood. That was like on the property. That's when sprayed that, I believe. Okay. So getting down to possible leads. Okay. For this. Lay it out for me. The police posited that possibly during one of the wartime air raids, the woman had fled into the woods and was attacked by an unknown force, gagged, and left to die in the witch elm. Okay. So, like, this theory would, like, allow the individual's screams to be muffled during because of the air raid and the sirens that would yeah. be going off. And, I mean, that was what the police put out, but it was kind of like a, a lot of people go missing during the war. We can't figure out what happened, so. Yeah. Maybe Someone it was just did, this. Yeah, I mean, it's like maybe maybe this is just what happened. Maybe she died on her own, or maybe some killed her. We don't know. But it was during the war. 
That's how the police did it. Gotcha. Anyway. Is the war over at this point? Four, I think 45 is okay. when the war ended. I'm not sure. Yes. It's dying down. Yeah. Yeah. It's dying down. 40, well, during when she was murdered, this is like the Yeah. Peak. Yeah. So, but now, yeah, at this point. Um, anyway, the second possible lead, an, Egypto- an Egyptologist named Dr. Margaret Murray believed that the woman could have very well likely have been a human sacrifice based upon what she saw, like the remains and like the setup from police like photography. The belief behind this type of sacrifice is that of a pagan ritual uh, in which life, if life is taken out of the ground from farming or other means, it must be replaced by blood in the form of a human sacrifice. Oh my god. Yeah, so like... Do I have to stop gardening? I was just saying, Seabass, if you take out of the soil, oh. it must be replenished. <laughs> yeah, so that was like one of the theories that she had. She also noted that the hand had been removed, and she attributed that to another satanic rite. It's known as the Hand of Glory. And what that is, is it's an, where an individual would be executed and the hand removed which is said to be able to provide uh, protection from evil spirits to the one who held it. It would even allow them to find other missing people if they had this hand or even find treasure. It's just like all these. Yeah. It's Um, like a lucky. Yeah. It's kind of like the monkey's paw in a way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to that, but it was more, um, I guess, gruesome, especially because here's a picture. I actually have a picture of, you gotta stop showing me this is pictures. a real picture of like one of those. Like wow. this is yeah, it's a relic from like a satanic rite. Okay. It's a yeah, you can't see it obviously because we're doing podcasts, but it's of a hand that's been um, I guess that properly is- yeah, it's been like properly prepared so it hasn't like decayed and it's just in a box and yeah, it's used for satanic rituals. Um, one of the other interesting things is that one of her arms had been left thirteen paces from the skeletal remains which is another ancient custom um, that's used when a witch is executed. Oh. Yeah, so it might have not been that she was a sacrifice, but also a witch that, like, her other coven or her coven of witches executed. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to get into that a little bit. What do you think so far, CS? I'm (laughs) I'm at a loss for words. It's a lot. This is crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Anyway. This story, we're not even, we're just getting going. We are, yeah, because this is like World War Two, yeah, Nazis, yeah, kids poaching for eggs, witches. This is very much surface level stuff. Like, there's like so many more parts to the story. Graffiti, yeah. Oh, the the worst part is the graffiti. The drip. (laughs) All that money, all that gold that she had on her. Um. Anyway, a author named Donald McCormick. He's actually very important to the story. He did a lot of research into the story. So he has a thing um, that he discusses about the witch side of this and then also about the um, Nazi collaboration that we will be soon to talk about in the story. Oh my god. Yes. Anyway, Donald McCormick recounted that there were many rumors of covens of witches that practiced black magic in Hagleywood and specifically brought to light an ancient uh, tradition in which a witch's spirit could be trapped within a hollow tree to avoid it from causing any more distress within the world. So seeing that she was found with all these like symbolic, ritualistic things surrounding her, yeah. and then also she was like put inside of a hollowed out tree, it like kind of lines up with that logic. 
Um, people find out about these things? It's tradition that's passed down. I mean, he researched it because at the time there's like, I mean, paganism was like on the rise during World War II. That's why like, um, Alistair Crowley in his time where like magic was real and like they're summoning things. Um, but anyway, he cited that apparently the witch elm had been trimmed in such a manner that its growth was stunted and kept in a state that it was found. So it was like this tree was being kept almost like like in preparation for being a witch prison. That is so unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like someone had kept it like trimmed and like properly done like this. Here's finally a picture of the witch elm. And it actually shows where the body was found. Oh, wow, that's a really funky tree. Isn't that weird? It's almost like a giant bush with, like, many trees coming out of it. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, look this up. Yeah. Witch elms are wild looking. It's I can't imagine anything scarier to have, like, in your, like, like in on your yard. yard. Yeah. I don't know. That is really spooky. Um, and they're hollow in the center, too. I don't know if they're always that way. I think this one was kept that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was, like, grown oh, yeah. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that is the witch side of the story, okay. like the ritualistic, satanic side of the story. The third theory, which is so the yeah the witch theory, <coughs> its ultimate ending. The idea is that it was the witch; it, she was a witch in her coven. Yeah, I mean that one is like that? the most likely. If that's like to be the real story, yeah. it would be that. Yeah, she because was they also didn't want her evil. Well, it was more of, like, maybe she had, like, disagreements with the other, like, group, and they needed to take her out, or maybe she was practicing black magic, and maybe they were, um, I I forget their name, they're white witches, they just, like, believe in, like, nature and stuff like that, maybe she was doing something against, and they decide, okay, it's enough, I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah, that's the part of it, and then they just, like, stripped her of, like, body parts to use as, like, yeah, for other things. Whoa. Yeah. That's very unsettling. Yeah. Anyway, the third theory. The third theory is probably the most interesting and most layered. In November of 1953, a Wolverhampton newspaper received a letter in the mail that claimed the sender knew the identity of the woman in the tree and her murderer. And the letter reads verbatim. I'll try to read this. I'm scared. This is very... yeah. Whoever wrote this, like, who, well, I'll say for now, whoever wrote this, very good author, if they were, like, a book writer. I love the way they write. You will never solve the mystery. The one person who could give the answer is now beyond the jurisdiction of earthly courts. The affair is closed and involves no witches, black magic, or moonlight rites. The person responsible died insane in 1942, and the victim was Dutch and arrived illegally in England about 1941. Signed M. It's like the coolest way you can say someone died. It's beyond how does it go? Beyond the jurisdiction of earthly courts. I don't know. That I don't know. I think that's so cool. That's pretty good. It's like something fantastic to have on your grave so. I'm beyond the jurisdiction Do of you earthly courts. Yeah, why not? All right. I, I am putting it up to you to have that put on my gravestone. To me and all our <laughs> loyal food listeners. Or you could just leave me in a witch elm. Oh my God. <laughs> you could. I won't. But I guess I could. <laughs> um, anyway, the police actually were able to trace this letter. So they traced it back to a woman by the name of Una Masop, who was married to a Royal Air Force pilot named Jack Masop. 
She claims that Jack got caught up in a branch of a spy ring that the woman in the tree was part of. Right. A spy ring? A spy ring, yeah, in England. Okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll, like, discuss this in a bit. Like, because there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Una stated that the woman was a spy who was sent to England as a scout for where future Nazi air raids should take place um, and become most effective against, like, the English war machine. Una was never sure exactly how the woman so died. She was working for the Nazis. Yes, Bella, the okay. one found in the witch, yeah. the witch elm. That's what Una claimed that yeah. her husband Jack and like Bella were working as like Nazi collaborators. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Una was never sure exactly how the woman died, but she said that it gave her like the way that her husband remembered it, it gave him such nightmares that it caused insomnia and a decline in Jack's mental health so bad that he was checked into a mental institution in which he later died before the remains were even discovered. Because he knew what happened. Yeah, it caused oh such bad God. nightmares. Yeah, so, well, think about this. He died in the hospital. All this occurred, like, he had such bad nightmares and died within the 18 months of that, like, corpse yeah. being found. That's it's like crazy. a year that he yeah. went insane and died. That wow. is crazy, isn't it? Um, so anyway, there were rumors that Jack involved himself with another spy named Van Ralt, who was also in the spy ring with Bella. Apparently, Van Ralt had Jack drive the three of them into Hagley Wood, where Van Ralt uh, grew angry and ended up strangling Bella in the back of Jack's car. That is like the theory as to how that went. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't go into specifics as to why. Yeah. You know, who knows? Um... One of the interesting things that, like, I haven't heard, I've researched this story a lot, not many people have talked about it, I don't know if this could be into the Van Ralt part, but the woman that was found, like Bella, had given birth at least once. So, like, she had children. Wow. Which is interesting. So, like, I don't know if that could play into it somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and anyway, Donald McCormick, again, like I said, he's very important to the story. He actually traveled to Holland to chase down leads and discovered evidence that gave details connecting the woman to the espionage division of the Nazi war machine. So, like, he actually was able to prove that Bella actually did have connections. Yeah. Um, he says that during his research, he discovered a Nazi spy by the name of Lehrer, who had been tasked with the recruiting of people in Britain who could serve as spies for the Nazi party. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, he... I forget. I, I'm sad I didn't write it down. So McCormick, like, traveled to, like, I think it was, like, Paraguay. I think it was Paraguay. Traveled from, like, Holland to Paraguay. Found this guy who was under an alias as a Lehrer and was a former Nazi on the run from, like, I guess, like, I don't know, like, the world. Yeah. Like, you know, they were, like, trying yeah. them at the time. For sure. So he was able to track this guy down, which is crazy. Um, apparently, Lehrer had a Dutch girlfriend who lived in Birmingham in the thirties. So that would line up yeah. because she was Dutch found, you know, like the age range is right. All that. Um, McCormick states that in March and April of 1941 records show that five German spies were deployed into great Britain from Holland during operation sea Lion, which also lines up with like the timing and all yeah. of that. Um, one of these spies was went by the code name Clara and was dropped by parachute into an area encompassing Hagley Wood. 
Okay. This spy never made contact with the spy ring and was presumed to be MIA. So she just went missing after she was dropped. Wow, that's really crazy. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, again, declassified MI5 files state that they captured a spy by the name of Yosef Jacobs in 1945, uh, or 1941, who had a photograph of a woman he claimed was named Clara Bowler. This woman was apparently his girlfriend and confirmed that she was a spy who parachuted into Hadley Wood, but never made radio contact. Okay. Here's a picture of her. So that's what Clara apparently looked like, who right. may or may not be Arbella. May or may, may not. or may not be. Sounds like maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I'll give you the last little bit. These are contradictions as to why this might or may not be her. Okay. Gotcha. So Clara was reportedly five foot ten. Uh, feet, like inches tall, yeah. and that makes her literally 10 inches taller than that of the skeleton in the witch elm. Okay. Another thing is, there is a report of Clara dying in a Berlin hospital in 1942. The interesting thing with that is, she never made contact, and like her boyfriend never, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like those two things were more likely just like swayed to like, because it's like, She's a spy. They're not going to give out accurate information. Yeah. You know what I mean about her? Um, the last thing is to say, those are the contradictions. Last thing, Bella's remains have gone missing over the years, and no further forensic investigation is now even possible. That's, Just went missing. That's very weird. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So what do you think of that, CBS? What do you think of that whole story? It's quite a story. And I'll say it's pretty messed up. Yeah. It's also... I I hope it wasn't just like a normal person because that would be really sad if it was just, just like, like a, a woman person that yeah. got murdered and then they're like she's a witch and right. a Nazi spy. Yeah, but I'll say here's my take from what you've given me. Right, I think it was the Nazi spy. Okay, and the witch. I was thinking that myself. I yes. think that she was tasked with recruiting people who would work with the Nazis mm -hmm. inside Britain, right? Mm -hmm. So she thought to herself, who lives in Britain and would be most into causing chaos for their own country? <laughs> yeah. The Satanists, <laughs> right? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be. See, it would line up because one of the things is, is that, like, it's well known that, like, the Nazis, the Nazi party was well ingrained into Satanism. Yeah. Because they tried to use, like, occultism to, like, win the war. So, I don't know. It's it, not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think so. For her to happen. Especially because both the Satanic side and the, like, like, conspiracy side, they both have enough, like, evidence where it's, like, the arm was found 13 paces, the hand is missing. Yeah. You know, like, she's in a hollow tree. And then also, there's a spy dropped into the same woods. It all makes sense. I mean, a know? hollow tree's not really a good place to hide a body. No. So if it was just like a murder, Yeah. I mean, you probably want to do something better than that, right? The only part that is interesting is that the tags were removed. You know what I mean? It's like... I already explained that. To yeah, you. oh, I know, but it's, like, <laughs> but it's weird because it's like... I, they didn't care enough to like hide any other parts of her that could have been traced. Like the ring. Yeah, like the ring. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. That yeah. is true. I don't know. What a story. So that's what you think. You think she was both? I think there's a chance that she was both. It yeah. would. I like the story 
to be that. I think that makes a very yeah. crazy story. A witch Nazi spy. Yeah. That got murdered. That got murdered and after in a parachuted and parachuting into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> the world's a crazy place. It's a I'll crazy world. It really is. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for sharing, man. Yeah, I'm. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's very, unsettling. It is. It's one of those that like I think. Once people know about it, I've done it myself, researched the hell out of it. I think just like the story you gave me last time about the family getting murdered in the barn, uh -huh. I feel like I'm going to just keep thinking about it for a while. It's right. like stuck on my mind. I'm not sure it's a good thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. What you're doing to me is not good. I have another story, not yet. I'm going to do it for our next podcast. Okay. That is, I think, on par with this. Oh my god! It like the conspiracy level of it. Also, most of my stuff is from like World War Two. That one's also World War Two. Yeah. So anyway, I see. Here's the problem. Every week you're like, "Here's a great story." Like, Look at this dumb video. <laughs> well, your part's like the lighter side. It's more fun. <laughs> this is like a crazy thing. Well, you want something fun? I do. Yeah. Well, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> to ruin some childhood. Okay. Oh no. Uh, this story. It's crazy. Okay. I saw it on Twitter the other day, and I literally thought it was just, like, a super weird joke. Like it was fake? Like, I was like, that's so weird that you would say that. Okay. I don't get why it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. And it's not, because it's true. <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny. This is really I have funny. no clue of what this is either, by the way. So, I'm just, I'm just going to back it up quite a bit. Okay. And let me ask you. Yeah. Le okay, let's say it's, like, lunchtime. Right. And I see you making a sandwich. Right, okay. And I say, hey, what time is it? What might be a normal response? It's peanut butter jelly it's time, baby. It's peanut butter jelly time. Yeah. Peanut butter jelly. Yeah. Peanut butter jelly in a baseball bat. Yeah, of course. Who isn't going to say that? Who isn't going to... Are you a savage? You're a savage? A pagan savage? Where okay. are you? Literally, <laughs> all of us know that song. Uh -huh. We all reference it. Yeah. On a normal basis. Yeah. Okay. So, just to give you some context of that song, it uh -huh. was uh, it was a song by the, Buck the Buckwheat Boys. Okay. Um, that's spelled with a Z in case you're Of right. course, yeah. It's for the kids. So, the Buckwheat Boys was... I'm, I'm reading from Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Because the best source. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> Buckwheat Boys was an American novelty group founded by Marcus Brown, Marcus Bellins and Jermaine Fuller, with later addition of J.J. O'Neill and Dougie Williams. Um, they had one full-length album, uh, which was... Uh, which had, of course, peanut butter jelly. Mm -hmm. uh, which became famous because it was a meme on the internet for a while. Mm -hmm. It increased in popularity after being in such TV shows as The Proud Family, mm -hmm. Family Guy, and The Regular Show. I didn't plan this, but I'm actually wearing a regular he is, right yeah. now, so it works kind of nice. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we all have fond memories. Of, of course, stuff. yeah. Oh, uh, God, what are you going to tell me? Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So as you heard, one of the founders was Jermaine Fuller. Right, okay. And that's who I want to talk to you about. Okay. Would you believe that the man who wrote and performed the song, Peanut Butter Jelly Time, uh -huh. died in an 11-hour standoff with the police? What? <laughs> Were they playing the song? Did the police roll the SWAT van up and they start blasting that song? Try to get him out. It's like, oh, Jermaine, it's going to be okay. We got the sandwiches. We got your music. You got a lot to live for. I'll make you lunch. It's crazy. Oh, man. no. So this... this he died? <laughs> oh, no. This uh, happened in 2002. So it was, a, <laughs> it was a while ago, but like more, pretty recent. Like, okay, yeah. It's in recent. Yeah. Memory. 
Okay. So, basically, some of the, like, reports are kind of, like, shaky. This right. happened in L.A. And it okay. involves a confrontation between him and the cops. Yeah. So, there's some of the some of the details where they're just kind of like, we're not really sure what happened. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a rundown. So, basically, one night in L.A., this guy runs up to a cop and he's like, hey, there's a guy shooting a gun around over there. Okay. And so, obviously, the police go check it out. Yeah. And they see, they roll up to a bus stop and they see Jermaine Fuller. Oh, God. Okay. And he matches the description that the other guy gave. Of the right. person who was, like, randomly shooting a gun or something like that. So, they hop out and ask him about it. Uh-huh. And it results in, like, they have a little scuffle. Okay. So, they're, like, shoving each other back yeah. and forth. So, everything like, gets aggressive. Yeah. And th- that's the part where they don't know, or they say they don't know, how the fight to actually start. Right, like who started it. Yeah. Yeah. Or who shot first. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Jermaine shoots twice okay. at the cop. Okay. One grazes the side of his head oh, like, right shoot. on his chest. Okay, table. yeah. And the other one hits him dead center of the chest. Do you have a vest? He had a vest. Okay. So he's, a, he's alive. Okay. But he's severely injured because of the bullet that like grazed right. his head. So he's like on the ground. He had yeah. called for backup. He's disoriented at least, if nothing yeah. else. And so another cop pulls up. Yeah. Jermaine shoots at him. Yeah. And it goes through the windshield and hits that cop in the shoulder. Whoa. So things yeah. aren't going well. No. I say. They went from bad to worse yeah. very quickly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't stop there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so... He, oh, this is so, so wild. He runs away. Okay. Like, he flees the scene. Yeah. And he runs into an apartment. Building, yeah. Yeah, well, into an apartment. Oh, someone's an apartment. Just breaks into someone's apartment. Wow, okay. Not his, someone else's. Very good, Jeremy. And so, the person who lives there is there. Okay. He takes them hostage. Okay. And barricades himself in the house. Okay. Uh, the police surround the house. Uh-huh. At, at one point, so he never harmed the hostage. Right, okay. But about an hour later, the hostage just runs and jumps out the window. <laughs> they were only on the first floor. Oh, okay. So, like, the hostage gets away. Okay, yeah. And so, at that point, from what they're saying, what, what I understand, he barricades himself in, he's there, he's surrounded, and he calls... A local TV station. What? And he's like... Air my music. Well, they're trying to negotiate with him. <laughs> the police. Yeah. And he calls the police station and he says, I only want to talk to Snoop Dogg. What? Put me in touch with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop will get me out of this one. Apparently, Jermaine's uh, sister yeah. is Snoop Dogg's wife. What? So what? Snoop Dogg is his brother what? So it wasn't like, okay, it wasn't like one of those things where it's like, well, I'm about to die. I might as well, like, hear, like talk to one of my, like, heroes. Yeah. It's like, let me talk to my brother-in-law. Yeah, he's like, what? Give, give me my brother-in-law. <laughs> and so, I mean, they don't want to, like, murder this guy. Yeah. So they, they're trying to resolve it peacefully. So they get Snoop Dogg. Does he come? Or he is he on the phone? He's on the phone. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, like, Snoop, and Snoop was, like, telling him, he's like, look, I have, like, lawyers yeah, I, I can, we like, have money. Yeah, we can do something. Just come outside and yeah. it's going to be okay. He ends up not going outside. So the police evacuate everyone else in the building. Okay. And they break into the apartment. Right. And then when they get into the apartment, 
they found that uh, Jermaine is the SWAT team. Right, so yeah. SWAT team. Yeah, they, like, raid it. And Jermaine has barricaded himself, like, in the bathroom. Right. And he's shooting at them as they come in with okay. two guns. What? <laughs> he's dual wielding. He's going out swinging. Okay. But, again, like, they decided they didn't want to, like, just go in shooting at him. Yeah. So they throw tear gas. And they, like, throw concussion grenades. Okay. And so, like, I guess... Try and get him out? Like, yeah, kind of, like, backs off after yeah. that and, like, waits to see what happens. Yeah. And when they go back in, he's dead. And so, he, like, bled out from bullet holes, or from, yeah, bullet wounds. So they did shoot at him. Still. Well, they don't know. The bullet wounds were either self-inflicted okay. or came from the earlier... Right, the earlier struggle. incident, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't... They, they like, don't know. I couldn't find. I, it was weird because the articles I read yeah. were like the police are investigating it. There's going to be an autopsy, but I couldn't find anything that said autopsy report said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what actually? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they might have killed him. He might have killed himself. They might have started the fight. He might have started the fight. But all that to say, <laughs> the man who sang. Peanut butter jelly time. Uh, took a hostage and died in an eleven-hour standoff with the police that involved Snoop Dogg trying to negotiate. And ended up coming up dual wielding handguns. Dual wielding at the police. <laughs> How's the other guy doing? You said there's another guy from like Buckwheat or whatever yeah, it was called. I, he's he's fine, doing I okay. guess. <laughs> yeah. He's doing great. He's just he's going out the off that peanut butter. <laughs> That is so crazy. How weird is that? I Every time that's crossed my mind since I saw that on Twitter, it's just like I'm blown away. And the source I just used for this was, uh, it was two different sources, but one of them was the Los Angeles Times. So it's not like a like a made-up internet story. Right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like the, really yeah, A happened. news story. That is really wild. I'm like, the novelty group that sang peanut butter <laughs> jelly time. I don't feel like I'm going to, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to listen to the song. Like, if I hear the song, I'm going to listen to it. But I'm like, go and think of that now. I know. No, <laughs> like, yeah. Since I've, like, researched this, like, I'll yeah. walk into, like, my, my kitchen and my dad will be making my little brother lunch. And I'll uh-huh. be like, peanut butter jelly time. And I'll just be like, oh, You'll hear no, the gunfire. <laughs> You'll hear the gunfire. <laughs> the smoke will be coming in. <laughs> He barricaded himself, negotiated using Snoop Dogg, and died in a standoff with the police. I wonder why. The founder of a novelty rap group. What was he going to talk? Wait, wait, he wants Snoop to like come in with guns as well and like help him to get out. What if you if Snoop was like, was I'm getting you out of this. I'm getting you out of this with all of my money, and this dude's still like that. Nah. Yeah. What? What do you want then? What do you want? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I mean, it really just seems like it just like, it just went so down so Maybe. fast that he just like lost it. Maybe. I mean, even to get in a scuffle with the cops at like a bus stop. Yeah. And I then, don't know. I, that's what I think though. Is that, like that happened and he's like, where do I go from here? And then next thing he knows, he has a hostage. And then next thing he knows, there's a SWAT team. And it's what, like, what do, what do I do? Was he found to have, like, drugs in the system? Or you said, there, what, what was the autopsy? I not, like, find, inconclusive? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it might be out there. But in all the articles that I read, Dude, what it did was say? like, they're going to do an autopsy. But it never said, like, here's what the it's autopsy said. There you go. 
I don't know why, it makes me remember this story. There's this story from, like, years ago, where, like, it was out in one of these, like, Midwestern towns, where, like, this guy had some farmland. And, like, the city council, like, basically stole his farmland to use for, like, something, like a factory or something. And he was, like, did everything he could. Like, I think he was a mechanic. I think it was like that. He was, like, a mechanic and had land or whatever. And, like, he did everything he could, like, the proper way to, like, preserve what he had. Yeah. And they still, like, screwed him over. So this dude literally bought a bulldozer, like, the size of, like, a small building, armored it with, like, metal sheeting, and literally made it into a tank and rolled through the entire small town, literally driving it through. I forget what wow. it, like it was called, but yeah, he like destroyed the city council building, and the police couldn't shoot through it. Yeah, like it was so like thickly armored, they couldn't get him. He ended up killing himself because they couldn't get him. Wow, he got stuck. Like you'll see, like if you look up, there's a video of him driving it around because the helicopter like got it, yeah. and it like falls through like into a basement. Like it's so heavy, it falls through and it gets stuck, and then he just like he can't do nothing now. But he destroyed half the town. Wow. Yeah. It's That's crazy. Insane. You don't F with certain people. It's like one of those. You yeah. know, just don't screw with people. And like, especially if you're trying to do the right thing and then they get screwed anyway, people go crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. This podcast is so all over the place. It is. Yeah. It, it's very <laughs> manic. Video games? Nazis? Witches? <laughs> Peanut butter <laughs> jelly pies? <laughs> Bulldozing? Bulldozing. We graduated. We graduated. <laughs> The pandemic is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. We are still here. I am not wearing a mask. I am not wearing a mask. Why are you trying to get canceled? I will not wear a mask. I will have to wear a mask. If this virus doesn't cancel you, the internet will. (laughs) (laughs) I am going up north in the next couple days. And, like, up there, there's, like, a scene out of Futurama. Me and CBS are big fans of Futurama. And I don't know if you know this scene I'm going to talk about. But Bender and Fry are in, like, a convenience store. And the, like, clerk is literally in a glass box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is almost exactly what is happening up north. Wow. They literally have been boxing people in like that. Like have the you clerks. seen that? There's a clip from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah? They're, like, uh, asking a doctor. They're, like, we need a cure for uh-huh. this disease. And he's, like, uh, at this point, all I can give you a placebo. And placebos don't do anything. Yeah, uh-huh. And they're, like. Where can we get this placebos? We need them now. Maybe they're in this truck. And so then they like knock over this truck, uh-huh. and then a bunch of bees swarm out uh-huh. and like start stinging everybody. Yeah, and that is like very much exactly what's happening right now with like the corona and then the murder. Oh, the bees! Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy out there. The simulation is failing. It is. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. Elon Musk named his kid some. some yeah, Elon Musk thing. is going. He, uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I was telling you this. I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, watch that. Don't watch us. Joe Rogan's fantastic. I love him. Okay. Anyway, he, <laughs> he had Elon Musk on, like, yesterday. Musk is talking about this thing. Um, I think it was called a cerebral implant or something like that. I'm um, getting that wrong. It's something else. Okay. Anyway, it basically plugs into your brain. And he was saying that, like, it's able to stimulate the brain in such a way that he says that within 10 years, he'll be able to, like, literally cure people of, like, paraplegic, like, paraplegic people. Like, they'll be able to walk, use their yeah. arms, stuff like that. That's crazy. Technology moves faster than I think anyone can understand. We've been, it's 200 years since we've 
like what yeah. got flight basically like any form even like gliding yeah and now we're like curing people of like Elon Musk is just like the most crazy person in the world he's scary like, dude hated. he's scary dude. because like he's saying stuff like that mm-hmm. and where at the same time he's like work, he just partnered with Tom Cruise and NASA oh, to yes. film the first movie in space mm-hmm. and then he's also just like posting random memes on Twitter he said the he tweeted the other day. I think Tesla stocks are too high. Oh really? And then it like tanked. They like tanked so. That's fast. so funny. He doesn't care. He doesn't. See, the thing is, I also saw he's like selling all his earthly. Yeah, I saw that too. It's like this man doesn't care. He's got so much money. His he's just such a crazy person. Yeah. Like it's so interesting. There are just interesting he, people. He like has that. three like incredibly like successful businesses. Yeah. Not one, but like three. I can't imagine what that must do to you as a human being. You know, like, I was saying, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last time, but dude, like, I think this is another Rogan bit that he was talking about, but he's right. It's like, if you look at Bill Gates, they had him dressed up like Mr. Rogers, like in the nine or like now, yeah. you know, like the nineties, that dude was like killing off like South, like African, like villages. He was like rolling them over with like tanks and stuff. He's like injecting them with crazy stuff. What? They didn't care. No, little bitch. Come on. It's Bill Gates. What do you expect? He'll do anything for a dog. What are you talking this about? This is reality. Um, there's like some stuff where he like injected a bunch of people, like saying it's like um, in hopes to cure like this viral disease and ended up killing like a bunch of them because oh, it wasn't actually God. tested right and it's all been covered up. We're going to get canceled for We're this one. We're canceled. <laughs> we need to stop. We told our story. Why are we still talking? Speaking of collaboration, evil collaboration. Oh, my. <laughs> Goodness. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a nice review. Share yep. it around. Please, and don't say anything to Bill Gates. Don't say <laughs> don't or say Elon. Or Elon. No, you can say hi to Elon. Elon say hi to Yeah. Just don't say nothing about us. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, what? Um, you're going home soon. I'm going home for a bit. What's the... What do you think is going to happen once you go home? Anything different? I mean, no. no. Not really. Mother's Day. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, don't forget that, guys. Except yeah. this is probably going to come out after Mother's Day. Yeah, so, so don't I forget. Had a great Mother's Day. I hope you didn't forget. If you did forget, well, you better get a really good present now. <laughs> yeah. You could give your mother the knowledge of our podcast. There year. you go. hey <laughs> We love our mothers on the... Uncle Jimmo and the Slang Gang. Right. Is that her podcast name? I think so. I don't know, my mom. She <laughs> listens. Oh, that's she? Oh, Sebastian's mother. Hope you had a good one. I hope you didn't forget you. Hi. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for now. I this think it's enough. Funny. Yeah. I enjoyed this one, though. I did, too. Yeah, those are really good stories. You. I miss you, too, man. We're going to start trying to do these over some form of the internet. We'll find out how. Figure out. Yeah. We, we will not be stopped. We will not be stopped, whether it's by the pandemic the bees, Elon Musk, or even Bill Gates. We will not be stopped. <laughs> All right. I'm stopping. Hit that stop button. All right. Hit it right now. Hit that stop button. See you guys later. Bye-bye.